You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Garage fam, we are back. Welcome to the NASCAR Race Recap Show. Uh, familiar face, becoming a familiar face um, on the show, but not a face for this show because it's only a podcast episode. But Cody fucking Powers is back. I'm back. He's back. Cody, um, you released a very funny sketch over the weekend uh, that, that me and you uh, talked a little bit about. Was it a real? Was it real or was it false? Was it a fake sketch? Um, so I guess I'll break the news here. Uh, it foreshadowed today. I'll say that. But on Friday or Saturday, I guess we could say it was it was uh, fully scripted. Oh, dang. did you did you win any money over the weekend at all? Uh, in football, in football. I, tell, yeah. Talk about tell us about it. Um, I had a uh, Tyler Boyd for first touchdown of the game in the Bengals game. OK, and, uh, yeah. I mean, it was nothing big, but it was just a nice little W. Um, yeah. I, threw, I think, I think I just threw like $20 down. So it was like a $67 payout. And I was like, I was stoked. Cause I, listen, I try not to gamble too hard because, uh, it's, it's kind of a pitfall for me. Um, <laughs> the so, video, the video served it well. Yeah. Th- I mean, that video was an accurate representation of me sometimes. Like yeah. I'm definitely that guy. And so I just blew away all of my winnings, uh, tonight putting out bets. I'm going to blame your sketch for why uh, we lost collectively this weekend. Yeah. You, put out, you put out the, the, the glorifying the loser sketch. We'll call, that's what we're going to call it. The skit, the glorifying the loser skit. And then now we were glorified losers at Las Vegas. The house won. We are. And I'll say the next video that's coming out will be uh, unscripted. So, okay. I'm just ready for Dagan now even more because the South Point 400, uh, let me down. I think this is the I think this is the second year in a row that um, I have eaten shit in Las Vegas. Like I won, and like and it's so it's so fitting now. And like and I, and we're gonna I'm gonna break down we're gonna break down the race in this episode. Uh, we're gonna talk about the South Point 400, Denny Hamlin, uh, and the Dennis system. Uh, he won. Uh, shout out to it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, we'll talk about some storylines from the race and then a couple of uh, things that happened uh, before the race, follow up on the, the Harvick Elliott drama that is still continuing on. So lots to dive into. Always good to, to chat, chat it up with uh, with Cody F and Powers a little bit about his weekend. Glad that you hit a football bet. So at least you got the win. And that's what it's about half the time. You know, it's like. You know, we put I, I probably out of everyone that I know personally, I think I, I, me and Dale definitely probably Dale more. Dale puts way more money down on things than I do personally. Um, and then I just I like to get the win. Like that's what matters to me. Like I mean, and the the amount of money I put on NASCAR drivers, I mean, I get good little payouts. Don't get me wrong. But like a lot of people are, you know, they want to spread it around to like 20 different drivers, putting like $5 on each. I can't do that. Like, really? See, just... the, I, I'm, I'm a modest better. Like I like to keep it like responsible by my own means. Uh, but I'm definitely the kind of guy who tries to cover a good percentage of the field. But I do it 
the way in which if any of them win, I'm not going to lose money, right? I'm not going to bet $50 and my best payout potentially be 20. That's stupid. Right. Yeah. See, I had a terrible time with that at Talladega earlier in the year. I think I, I think I bet like 10 units across the board and, and like I didn't bet any on Brad K. And oh. so I, I had a big L that day. And so, yeah, it was rough, but, um, but that's not, that's not the case here. I, I know we had a couple of people in the garage fam had some good hits. So shout out to them. Um, I think uh, our guy piggy, he ended up hitting all of his uh, top three, top five bets. So that was dope. Um, we had a couple people hit some top threes with Chase Elliott, uh, had some, uh, had some parlays with like Barry winning and, uh, Barry winning a race and like Elliott top three and stuff. So a couple of guys doing that in there. So it's always good to see green in the garage guys discord. Remember the discord is free. Premium is not, uh, you can find premium though on garagegasfantasysports.com and, you need to check out tobychristie.com because that's where our free DFS embedding content lives for trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. So don't forget to check that out. Uh, but, Cody, you you watched this whole race. I did as well. Um, and I was hyped, man. I was excited. Me and you were on the, the cover this week. Uh, it was uh, the National Lampoon's uh, Vegas Vacation with um, my head on Chevy Chase, and then I, I took the kid that won the car, and, and like, because because of your loser sketch, I was like, I'm going to make him a winner on here. Oh, man, I finally yeah. get to be a winner. He's a winner. He gets to be on the kid that won the car, and you had a, and it, it, look, it looked really cool because it was like you had the, the suit on, you know? Oh, I'm like, snazzy looking, yeah. It is, yeah. I tried. That was probably one of the better pieces of uh of not bad Photoshop that I may have done. That was one of the cleanest bad Photoshops I've done this season so I far. I appreciate the extra effort on my behalf. I do appreciate that. I had to. I had to make sure it was it was top tier. But uh, I tried to make sure the bets were top tier uh, today. So before we went in uh, to this race, a couple of takeaways. Uh the free uh, picks and the DFS show, me and you discussed Chris Bell. Unfortunate events happen. Um, and early. Those things, yeah, early with uh, Kurt Busch, actually. And Kurt Busch actually went on to get a top 10 in this race, starting P20. We should have had Kurt instead of Chris Bell. Now, Chris. here's what I think happened, though. I think Chris passed it on to Kurt when he hit him. I think he, like, gave him the, the mojo. Like, take it. Since you yeah. took it away from me, I'm just going to give it to you, even though you fucked me. Here yeah. you go. Like, yeah. take this. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely what happened. He was uh, he was a really good play uh, on DraftKings tonight for people that probably won big money. Uh, everyone that went heavy on Larson got destroyed, um, and he was another one of our free picks. It's hard. I I, I don't I don't hold us accountable for that one as much because w- while he wasn't on my betting card, it was mainly because of his odds were just like you you're either betting everything on Larson and maybe one other driver, or you can spread it out. And like, that's what I chose to do for this week is I spread out my bets across four guys, which is usually the max that I'll go. Um, So I I went with four dudes. I want to take responsibility for Larson's poor performance today. You? Um, Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've bet on Larson probably 10 different times this season. And uh, I've only cashed out with one, and that was the Coke 600. So oh, that was I, a good one to cash out on, though. He's like plus it, 700. It was, yeah, on our but book. isn't that something, though? I mean, the odds of me like failing to cash out on Larson 
nine out of ten times with his six wins. It's a bad day. Who did you have for Bristol for Cup? Uh, so, fun fact, I did not place a single bet at Bristol because I strictly wanted to just go there and enjoy it. Just enjoyed it. See, I try. I tell myself that sometimes. I'm like, I know we do content for betting. I was like, maybe one day there'll be a race that I just go to and enjoy. I enjoy every race, don't get me wrong. But when you got money on the line, you enjoy it a little bit better. Um, yeah, for sure. Or you can, like, right to the end. Like, I mean, it was just, like, pure, like, even when I lose, it's, like, usually when I lose, my picks for cup are, like, second or third, which is exactly what happened at this race. Right. So, it's, like, I'm, like, right there at the cusp, like, just push. And yeah. then if it doesn't happen, I'm, like, well, I may I, I lost some money, but at least I can have this proof to say that, like, when I do lose, it's not by much. So we, we try to battle for another day, but, uh, but yeah, so the Kyle Larson deal. So we're, we're putting that in your column, Cody yep. F and powers. My bad. You owe him an apology. You owe him an apology. Now I'm gonna write it down. It's like an IOU apology. Next time That's we account. see Kyle, you just have to like stare at him in his eyes and just, ne- I think you can probably do hole, that. I'll apologize. Yeah. And then beat him. I'm, I'm still, I still need to beat him. Yeah. I think this next time we play, I'm just going to have one of them on our team. So that way – That would be smart. Balance out a lot more. I think so as well. So that's what we'll do. But, uh, but yeah, Larson was just – he went and lapped down. Uh, they stayed out on the track too long when the pits started there, I think in stage three, the green lap uh, – the green flag pit lap. So uh, rough rough times for Kyle in the, that black five. I'll tell you why. The Vaveline car wasn't out there. It was a sexy, sexy five paint scheme. That red just makes that five pop in another way. Um, and are the Hendrick cars paint scheme? So I really liked the matte black. I'm not. I mean, matte black is cool, but with like, like the yellow spoiler on the back. Yeah, I mean that was. I guess I mean it's like Pittsburgh Steelers coming through. You know, like here comes the steel curtain. But then he went a lap down. So, like, had a day kind of like the Steelers, yeah, kind of like the Stellas. The Stellas, I don't know, man. I, uh, w- when it comes to Kyle, like, it was just it was a hit or miss, and so I just did not want to take the swing. I'm glad that I uh decided not to in betting. However, DFS, when you have a lot of lineups with Larson and Chris Bell, not a good time, not a good time at all. So, DraftKings ended early for me. And uh, anybody out there in the garage fam, so some of the people that just bought premium for this week, like I already know right now, they're just like, this was the worst decision of my life. <laughs> yeah, this is a scam. It's like, no, it's like, that's why you got to hang tight. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. So it, all you guys that just bought premium, uh, don't freak out. Okay. We have, we, we have a lot of track records. There was a reason you bought it because you saw what we have done. It just sucks that you just that you joined on this day. So no worries. Uh, we're going to bounce back strong from that. I, I guess some other big, uh, big, big news from this race. Uh, a couple of a couple of different guys that did really well. Uh, Tyler Reddick ended up getting a uh, top 10 run. Um, actually got a really cool stat for Tyler uh, that a lot of people might know. He ran the fastest lap on the track tonight. Um, 
out of everybody. So there was a lot of people talking about Byron being really fast. And uh, we'll talk more about Byron in a little bit. Uh, but people were talking about Byron was fast, maybe consistently. I mean, yeah, he had speed. I mean, he, the kid zoomed. But, like, as far as, like, what's on the record, 177.713 for Tyler Reddick. That came at lap 101. That was his best lap of the race. Um, best time, 30 seconds, 30.386. So pretty impressive for Tyler Reddick to he's he's the holder of that. No one can take that away from him. You should be happy. You're a big Tyler Reddick guy. Yeah, I mean to see Tyler run well, it was a it was devastating to see him run well right after Bristol. You know, yeah. getting like getting the boot, but seeing him like come back out, seeing RCR come back out, I was excited just as a fan strictly. Um, as far as like fantasy go, like DraftKings goes, I I did not do a single NASCAR lineup today. And I was really proud of myself for it because I was like, no, we're either we're going to do our straight bets or we're doing fantasy. And yeah, that's I'm leaning. I'm leaning with you. It's just it's so hard for me. I mean, like, obviously, for one, we do content on it. But for two, it's like I'll sit there and I'll be like, man, I'm just going to invest money here today. And then like it's like an hour before a race. and I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Because then your gun starts pulling on you. You hear that voice in your head. That's like Byron's going to have a bad day. Yeah, let's uh let's talk that that was a big story piece of this race. Obviously, there was a lot more story pieces, but let's hit on the big ones first. Um want to talk about uh William Byron a little bit. This is what I'm gonna say. Like I I have a very hard time betting on William Byron, on Billy B, on uh on Bill, Bill Byron. Have a hard time betting on the guy. Um and, and I'm not gonna sit here and knock his speed. I'm not going to knock his driving ability. He's won a race this year. He's obviously in the playoffs, not sitting in a good spot now, but he had a fast car. And I mean, he showed what he could do. I mean, he literally failed inspection and then he was able to run right back up there. Uh, By lap 30, he was in the top 10. Yeah. And we're talking, it's a 1.5 track. It's not like it's like a super speedway or a road course. Yeah, I mean, we all know that like like you can start running it more wide open as the night continues, and so you're able to really push more of of that juice and show what the car has. Um, we saw that happen with Chase Elliott, and then he ended up getting himself out of a pickle with the lap down in stage two, which was awesome. But dude, that whole scenario was just—I had no idea what who was where. He he had dude. He wanted that win so bad, and he yeah. needed that win. And I hate that he didn't get it, but at least he finished in second. And and it's mainly because I had money on him. But uh, you know, not not really a, a hater of Bill's boy. But uh, but with Byron, it all comes down to Rudy Fugel and the boys in the pit. All right, that is why I don't touch him. I don't trust them. I don't trust the strategy. I don't like how they handle things because it seems like when William Byron is running well, it always fucks up. And it's been that way. I know that Rudy, this is just like his first year. There's just uh, some weird shit going on. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is it, isn't it Rudy's first year as his crew chief? Um, uh, yes. The, the whole team swap was like gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. So he hopped in. I mean, I, Pretty sure he's he, pretty sure he's still the twenty four. It's just Canals went up to yeah. uh to the top of Hendrick, and then they brought in a new guy. So 
the thing with him is like it always seems like in the playoffs for one, I remember like last year he was there and then he ended up screwing himself with Bristol. Something how he hit the wall or got in a wreck or something happened on pit road. But I've noticed that this year. It's just like there's been certain areas where he fucks up and it usually all has to do with the pits. And I think that you were able to record some, some information of some things that Rudy may or may not have said on the yeah. track. Yep. So uh, one of the times, cause I, I think there were two different green flag pissed off rotations cause this was a long green flag race. Um, but at one point when Byron was down a lap, he was asking if he was on the lead lap or not. And um, Fugel went over to the second channel, which is typically like spotter to crew chief. And um, he was like, whatever, um, we fucked up. We fucked up this time and we don't need to fuck up anymore. He just needs to realize that we are fucked at the moment. And like all William was asking, he's like, am I lap down? Yeah, that right there, just like negative mindset. Dude, in, that is just a, a meltdown, like, on, on top of the pit box. I don't want nothing to do with that. Like, I don't want a damn thing to do with that. And, like, for people, like, like look, I know Byron was on Dale's card, okay? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he was fast, all that stuff. But it does not – I don't care if you're Jimmy Johnson in 2005 and you're scooting down the way. You got Rudy Fugel and the boys in the box? I don't want you. I feel like it's a Hendrick issue as a whole, though. I think Larson is the only Hendrick guy who has had a consistent, like, time on pit road because Chase has ran into a lot of issues on pit road. Jackman. Yep. Yeah. Specifically, I mean, at Bristol, um, at Richmond, yeah. at Richmond. Um, and then uh, Bowman's had his fair share of struggles on pit road. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had a loose tire tonight. And had possible. to come back down. Maybe they just they're, – they're having to pour so much money into, like, you know, the NOS tanks for the cars, I guess, that uh, – yeah, that's just a joke, by the way, guys. Don't take that seriously. Um, Naspiracies. Naspiracies. Oh, shit. Yeah, hey, you're, you're here. It's a recap show. We didn't even discuss a Naspiracy. We're going to have to make one up on the fly. I don't All know. Right. All right. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, uh, I, I just – if I if my gut doesn't feel like it's ready, then for me personally, it's not ready. Whether whether anybody wants to follow what I believe or how I feel or think, like that's that's up to them. But I know that that Dale Dale hopped in the Discord and he was just like, you know, he had the fastest car, you know, and and it's bullshit. What anybody else thinks, it's like that's great, man. Like I, I get it. I know it sucks to lose. I lost too, but it's just like. I feel like we've had that discussion. I think I've talked to him a good bit about it. And, and me and him are just, we're competitive people. We're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna back down from what we feel like is going to happen and play out. I think that's what makes, you know, him good for what he does. It's what makes me good for what I do here. But like, anytime I see William Byron, like on a card or anywhere else, I'm just like, uh, uh, nope. So if Rudy wasn't there, would you? I don't know. I, I really don't know, man. Like, I just – I don't feel like Byron is just capable of, of of really making shit matter in the clutch moments yet. Like, I don't think he's ready for that. Like, I don't – I'd I say that's fair. 
haven't seen enough. I haven't seen enough of it. And it's just, it just seems like they can't get shit right on the, the pit box. And literally this year, I will say that like, I still have that lingering juju of who's calling the shots in the box and stuff. Cause like William Byron, there, uh, there was some at Darlington that went down. And Byron was like, no, I want to do this. And Rudy's like, no, you need to do this. And Rudy fucked that race for him. Fucked that race and that whole run for him. I mean, you definitely have to have, like, a healthy balance in between driver input and crew chief control. That's just bottom line. It's so important for people. You know, people will go look at stats. And, like, a lot of people in the garage fam, you know, like, I've been very transparent in how I break shit down. Like, I look at stats. I look at, you know, records and stuff like that. That definitely plays a factor into who I pick. But there's also the gut. And then there's also what is their pit road situation like? I didn't fuck with Truex for a while because their tire guy sucked and would just hold him up and just constantly make them get fucked or get penalties in the pits. He had that bad luck to him. Blaney last year. Blaney was another one. I barely bet on him. This year, it seems like things are different. You look at you look at how many when you really take that big picture of like when you're making your bets on these drivers, regardless of how fast they are, how good they are, whatever. When you look at that that pit record, when you look at how their guys are performing, how many penalties they've had, how like things that are happening on that because the strategy. This is Las Vegas. The, these intermediates, they're strategy races. You got to make pits. You got you're you're going to run out of fuel before the race is. Anytime there's green flag uh, pit stops, you got to know what you're getting yourself into. And we and saw how. plenty of those tonight. Yes, a hundred percent. So it's like these; those are the things I feel like maybe the little things that people can skip over sometimes. So it's definitely important to look into that. But Byron was just a really good example of it, man. He just he they got fucked and like they did not have the willpower or, or encouragement. They didn't even want to give encouragement. They was just saying we're we're fucked. Right. It's not like he wasn't fat. Like he went from the back of the field to the dude had a rocket ship twice. Yeah, dude had a rocket. He had a rocket ship. He but got I mean, screwed up in the pits. Yeah, and like uh, you touched on it, if I'm driving and I have a really good car and you're just being mean to me over the radio for no good reason, I'm not going to try as hard myself. I'm not saying that Byron quit trying, but for me, I'm going to I'm going to be like, okay, fine here. I'm too sensitive. Maybe maybe I I can see that happening because then you just have a really good excuse to go in and just say, I'm just doing my job. This is what I was told to do. So maybe we need to look at who's running this ship over here so that I can do my job better. Because right. if it, but like last thing I, I remember, I went from the rear of the field to the front, you know, so it, it comes with time. I really do feel good for Byron next year. I do feel like they're going to make some changes. And I think that he may have enough experience under his belt to come out and just finally be able to get some shit done and make it to that final four spot. I don't think he's going to make it out of this round. Um, and I'm just going to be straight. I mean, like Talladega, he may have a shot. You know, we'll see. Everybody's got a shot at Talladega. But uh, but then after that, you got the Roval. And I'm sorry, but, I mean, I think we're pretty confident who's probably going to take that one home. So, you know, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But um, getting off of that topic, I guess, going into talking about Chase, by the way. Obviously, we're talking about Chase and the Rovals. Let's talk about Chase and uh, the Kevin drama that uh bled in you know you're 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 the bills boy expert bills boy guy big uh, bills boy guy big bills boy guy before he was bills boy you were a fan um yeah so kevin harvick comes out 
today their interview or whatever and like Harvick just Harvick is uh he being snappy because like Chase handled himself really well in the media but Harvick coming out and saying that trying to talk to him was like talking to his nine-year-old son Keelan that's a bite like that's that's not a snap that's not a little tap that that's a bite that's a wound like he's just basically just taunting the shit and calling you a child. And then Chase is just like, everybody's got their opinion. You know, he handled it, he handled it the right yeah, way. I mean, yeah. Like he he handled that like an absolute champion. I mean, you, I think he represented himself well. I love it though. I mean, I like I'm eating that champion. Yeah, champion. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I'm just I'm eating all of this up. It, we don't get drama much in NASCAR anymore. I mean, everybody's like buddies and pals and everything now. And I mean, I'm glad that we get like that side of it, but it's nice to get like a little rivalry uh, no, simmering. We need more rivalries. We need more sure. anger. We, cause like where there is good, there also is evil usually. So you have to have the bound, the yin and the yang, man. I live right. By, and I mean, and know? right. NASCAR doesn't really have in NASCAR doesn't have the villain that they used to have, even with Kyle Bush, because Kyle Bush is becoming so loved. Like, he is, like, that bad guy that we love to hate. That's a sign of the time, too, because it's, like, when every – when you start stripping away the comedy and, like, you start stripping away a lot of things in society, not just comedy, but, like, you know, everybody – there's a lot of people that will say the world went soft. And it's, like, obviously, there's a like, – reason people are liking Kyle Busch, people kind of miss that. People miss that snappiness and that that – whatever you want to call it, the, the trollness almost. Well, yeah, because, I mean, there used to be those guys who were staples in the sport. I mean, you had Tony Stewart, right? Like Daryl Walter just, started it yeah, all, you know? Right. Um, and now, you know, we just – we don't have that at all. I will say, though, that this rivalry reminds me a lot of um, the end of the Kyle – or Brad Keselowski and Carl Edwards rivalry. So they had, like, their whole mishap in Atlanta – um, then they had their thing happen at, uh, I believe it was Iowa. You had Brad started all off by throwing Carl into the catch fence at Dega and Onan. But when Carl flipped Brad at Atlanta, that was not long after um, Brian France had came out and said, take your gloves off, boys. And Carl flips him, puts him into the wall. And then, like, there's this big, long deal leading up to Bristol. And, dude, I swear to you, they hung a big, giant banner of Brad and Carl at Bristol Motor Speedway for that race the next weekend. Right. And it's just like – and when they would run side by side, that would be up on, like, the big jumbo screen. Like, the, and nothing ever happened. There was no more incidences on the track between the two of them. But it was like NASCAR was just, like, going, like, yeah, let's get it going. Like, they were – the media was trying to get it to, like, really blow over – and like Carl and Brad, they weren't doing it. And shout out to Bob, because Bob's the one who was asking those questions to, to Chase and Kevin. And uh, I mean, he was really trying to get something there. Do you know, do you know the one thing about Bob Pockers that I love is that he gets a stutter about him in those situations. Like when he's asking those kind of questions, like he, he it's like he's hesitant. But Bob like, doesn't want to be the bad guy ever. No. But he need like Bob's got to get something instigating for like a story. That's just a part of it. 
here's here's our Naspiracy segment for this week. Who is the person at Fox in in uh, Bob Pockers's ear that pushes him to ask questions he doesn't want to ask? Is there a robotic man on the inside of his brain that works for Fox? Is because like Bob just does not. Bob always has this like thing about him where anytime there's there's conflict or whatever, and maybe it's just from the years of taking the shit from some of these drivers, like with the Kurt Busch interview or whatever, like whenever he was just like, I'd like to beat the shit out of you right now. I don't know if that's quote unquote what he said to Bob Pockers, but Kurt got it. That's really close. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Bob has, has been the hero of media and the punching bag of media, like for so long. And so it's like, who is this person that is in his ear pushing him because like he's obviously very easy going with some questions and he can just spit them out immediately. So it's not one of those times because he's like sitting there talking to Chase like does that does that make you you do you have anything to say? Do you feel do you feel hurt by that? Like and he's just like Chase is just kind of like I have to go. <laughs> you know well, like, Harvick was like I don't understand your question. Yeah. Like I just feel like Bob Bob is the guy from Office Space that got moved to the basement. You know what I mean? It's like one day I'm just gonna I'm just gonna set this place on fire one day, you know. I'm I'm my stapler. Anybody see my stapler? Like and then that and then he's the one that wins in the end because he 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 got his revenge Played on the everything. Long game. That's that's the that's the Naspiracy. What will Bob's like? We went from the the person in his ear because we realized maybe there, there's not anyone in, in his ear. He's Bob Pockers. He makes his own choices. What is his alt like like what what is his ulterior motive? What what is he gonna do this? before he leaves? Like he's went through. He's taken so much shit from drivers. We've completely gotten off the race now. We're full blown Naspiracies. He's taken. He's taken all this shit for so many years. It's like, what is he going to do on his exit? What's his Bud Light uh, thank you, Dale commercial going to be like? You know, like what, where are we going here? I know Bob? what it is. What is it? So at this point in Bob's career, you know, he, he's the guy you go to. Anytime you need any information from start times, all of that is all Bob. He gives I, – I feel like Bob's the one who makes the actual starting order. I feel like NASCAR doesn't have a formula, but Bob, like, came up with this formula, and Bob puts it out there, and NASCAR's like, yeah, that works. Yeah, Bob big brain, dude. He's big yeah. brain. Like, I, he's, he's about his business, too. So, it's like – it's like is he, is, is he actually calling all these shots? Like, is he the one – that is in control of NASCAR and maybe NASCAR doesn't even know it because he's I mean, here's so the good. thing. We've all seen Bob pre-race. We've all seen Bob post-race. Have you ever seen Bob walking around in the garage during the race? No, but I know where he's at. The control I, center of NASCAR. He, Dude, I think that, that like Bob, when you're in a media center, okay, Bob is the guy he barely talks to anyone. Like, you go to Bob. You want to talk to Bob, you got to go to Bob. You see Bob passing in the hall, you can say hello. Okay. Bob is just, like, at his computer, man. Like, bent over. His head is, like, blocking the screen. Like, you can't see what's happening right there. He's tweeting. Is it him, though? What if What if he has these buttons that he presses that allow 
certain things to happen throughout the race. Like he actually has control of the cars. And he, that's what I'm saying. He, there is he, a full blown control center for Bob. And he does this. Like, if this is the case, this is it right here. It's like, maybe this answers a lot of questions about NASCAR. It's cause like when NASCAR was in its prime and I'm not, I don't want to say Bob is a bad guy or a villain by any means, but like, what if he's slowly taking his revenge and he's just like, I'm coming for all these years. So it's like he was the one that made Kurt not go to the playoffs. That's what I was. Yeah, exactly. He was like, it's time. He was like, it's time. Cause like now here, here come, here come we, you know, we're all trying to bring Winston back. Maybe Bob, Bob's seen me in the media center wearing like old retro clothes and stuff. And maybe Bob's just kind of like, maybe it's getting to that point where he's like, all right, like, he made that whole thing happen. Like Bob made that fight happen between chase and Kevin. Like, like he did something to him over the radio. Maybe he hopped on, had a voice changer and like said something in the car. And that's why they fought. And he's heard me say, bring Winston back in the garage. And maybe he's trying to do that now because he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm tired of, of playing these tricks on NASCAR. He doesn't want to wear a polo anymore. Mm-mm. No, he's ready to vibe out. I saw. I'm pretty sure he had two buttons unbuttoned on his shirt. Like that's that's progress. Like he's getting somewhere, you know. Bob progress. That's so, what I uh, call it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that maybe he messed up tonight? Do you think he wanted Denny to win? Maybe, maybe, maybe like uh, he's trolling Denny because Denny trolls him all the time. So like he right. got, he made this race to where Denny won. But yeah. then he's going to rip it all out of his hands. He's filling him full of, like, false hopes. He's like, you've won two of the first four mm-hmm. uh, playoff races. You're going to be the champion now. And then then he's just going to have engine failures for the next six weeks. Right. It's just going to be, like, because, like, now he's going to be so relaxed at Talladega. And it's just, like, he's he's mentally screwing with him because then he's like, oh, I can wreck. It's whatever. I'm going to the next round. And so, like, maybe he's not going to be trying as hard you know, or something like that. Maybe he's going to falter a little bit. So he's Bob's just in his head, like, and he's just, he's coming. So that's what we got to figure out here is like, obviously Bob Pockers runs NASCAR. I don't have notifications for many people, Bob. I have notifications for Bob is in control of, of this. And that's, that's what's going on right now. He's just playing tricks on people. So who, this is what we have to figure out. Who is Bob the closest to out of the drivers? Who is like Bob's best friend? Like that's in the playoffs right now. Is there is there someone that you think Bob's best friend is that he's setting this up for them to win? I yeah. The younger version of him. Joey Logano. Joseph? Joseph L? Yeah. Yeah, you don't ever hear really hear Joey Joey talking smack about Bob. No. Joey and Bob are pretty tight. But and like, they look similar. What if Bob is actually Joey's dad? Wow. Like, have you ever seen Joey Logano's dad? I have. I haven't. Really? So, to me, that it could be. Right. But, I mean, like, yeah, anything could have happened. But I he'd mean, have to be, like, adopted from, like, you know, like, like, the, uh, like the Vikings because he's, like, Joey's way taller. So, like, Bob just, like. What I if don't Joey's know, mom boat. is, like, six foot five, though? It could be like Bob. I've never seen like, Joey's mom. So, I mean, she could be tall. It could be like there could be. I mean, this kind of goes in hand in hand with like the Richard Petty and then like the lady from uh, Asia. It could yeah. be like Kyle Larson's parents. We, we don't know these things. We're trying to figure them out. We just don't know. So 
I think maybe maybe this NASPiracy goes unsolved of Bob Pockers actually being the control force of NASCAR. He he's the orchestrator. So we just need to go to Bob and be like, hey, Bob, here's a list of these things that would be really cool to see. And maybe just maybe like you're on board with it. You know what I mean? Because I'll say this much. Until, until like, all of us, like, like, this year you went to races. We all went to races together. Until we got into racing, I feel like NASCAR is becoming more exciting now, and maybe that's partially due to what we're doing. And and, and I, I truly believe that. I feel that in my heart. But but there was years where it wasn't, and maybe that was just Bob's revenge years where he was just like, we're going to make this boring. And, like, he was just getting close to, like, wanting to just say – Forget it. Forget it all. Like this yeah. is over. And with. what if he was dumb in NASCAR at that point? And then, and then we showed up. We showed up into the media center, and he saw us, and he was like a remnant of a lost time. And that's why he keeps his distance from us. That, like that, that's that. I, I feel like this is where this is going, Cody. Like he saw you and me and Dale walk into the media center, and he's just like, I got to turn this thing around for the for the youth, for, for the youngins. Yeah. It's because of me, you, and Dale, Cody. That's why Bob has decided to start shaking things up. But he still, he still be playing his games. He's he's playing with with Denny right now. That's what's happening. So, so we're gonna see Joey Logano win Talladega and lock himself in, and then we're gonna see Elliott win the Roval, and then and then it's gonna get to the next round, and then where we go after that? Kansas. It is Kansas. It's Kansas. Tyler Reddick will probably win that one just because, you know, this is well, – Bob the, almost had him dialed all the way up tonight. He just – he didn't turn the knob all the way to 100. He did. He turned it up on him. Like, all this data they're collecting from Reddick's car, it's like Bob's just like – he's like Lawnmower Man feeding it to them. You ever watch yeah. Lawnmower Man? You ever seen that movie? I don't think I have. You need to make – dude, just take a night and do whatever you got to do. Use whatever type of – of uh of of god's uh green earth things out there in the world and just and just check them out and then put on lawnmower man big corn on the cob guy so i'll definitely boil me mm-hmm. some corn to watch go it. shuck some corn you know just like keep the green parts of the corn you know what i mean and uh and then watch that and then that's like like i'm not saying that the lawnmower man is bob but i am saying that Bob is doing some cyberspace type shit right now. He's everywhere. He's omnipotent. He's all up in the technology. Oh, you're chopping big words now. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm convinced now. Like, that's what Bob, that's what Bob's doing. He's not tweeting. So can I even trust you? Are you being controlled by Bob right now saying all of this stuff? Dude, I don't know. I mean, I mean, look at, look at, uh, look at at Neo from the matrix. He didn't know that he was in the matrix until some dude showed up with a pill. And so it's like, who is this guy that's going to like show up to me with a pill? And like, what if me bringing all of this up is that pill? What if you are, uh, you're him? I I can't, I can't remember his name right now. What is it? What, who is, who's the dude? I could have told you any other time. Morpheus. Morpheus. Yes. Morpheus, yeah. that's him. You're you're Morpheus right now. I don't want. Like, I don't want you be, out of this. I don't want to say I'm Neo. I don't. But but want to be he, Keanu though. Ne, but Neo didn't even feel like he was Neo until he knew he was Neo. You know what I mean? So, 
Hey, so maybe are you Virage guy. Maybe I'm Morpheus guy, and maybe you're Neo Power. Your last name is Powers. You might have powers. You may be Neo. You may be the chosen one. Wow. That's this oh, has been the conspiracies uh, of Bob Pockris possibly controlling NASCAR for years. Uh, could he or could he not be? Hope you enjoyed that segment right here in the middle of us breaking down a race. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That that's what happens when we forget to plan conspiracies, Cody. We I'm just glad we. I'm glad we <laughs> forgot to plan one. Me too. I think that's the best one yet. That beats Cocaine Carl. It does be cocaine, Carl, dude. A hundred percent. Bob Pogger. And, and the good thing is, is that we didn't even solve this one. This is still unsolved. So garage I don't think fam, this one will ever be solved. Garage fam, we want your opinions. Does Bob Pockris control everything that's been happening in NASCAR for like the last, like what, 15 to 20 years? Is, yeah. Does Bob control it? That's the, that's the question. We want your answers. Hit us up. Um, so back to the race, uh, Let's. Talk, we were talking about Kevin and Chase, yeah. and then we went into Bob. So on the track, Chase Elliott followed up and did what I thought he would do in this race, which is get very close to a win or win. I thought he was going to win, um, and he almost had it. If if he would if Hamlin would have had a little more lap traffic in front of him, Chase would have caught him easily. He had the slip up. He came back from lap down a lucky dog, whatever, and then scooted by. Pitts just screwed a lot of people up. So Hamlin winning this one, was it a surprise to you that he won? Because I'm going to say this much, like I wasn't surprised that Hamlin won, but he was not someone on my radar of like me just feeling overwhelmingly good about him. I think that's the weird thing about it is like you shouldn't be surprised if Denny Hamlin wins or you shouldn't be surprised if Denny Hamlin runs well. But I think due to the season that he's had alone, I was pretty surprised that he was as dominant. Um, yeah. Because usually Denny runs well, and then he'll fall off. Like, that's been kind of the story of his season. Uh, he falls off late into stage three. Uh, but the fact that he just remained dominant for the last two stages, I was pretty surprised by that. This is his first Las Vegas win. Yeah. So this is his first time winning here. It definitely had shades of uh, last year's race uh, where he won at Homestead. The one it race is, he yeah. could never win at. And then the moment they take it out of the championship, he wins it. thought that was pretty uh, ironic. Yeah. You know? I, it was just – I try to remain as unbiased as possible, but I'm just real sad that he won for money purposes. Yeah. So, I mean – me too. I don't even know what his odds were. Um, but I feel like they I, were decent. I really thought that Kyle Bush had the edge for Gibbs. Like and he finished third. Don't get me wrong. It's just that like he he uh I think when he went in to pit, he was like killed it, killed the car because they made it too tight and he said they killed it. And then he just I don't know, man. Like he didn't kill the car. It just like he just finished he didn't finish as good as he was supposed to. He wasn't running that hot anymore. He didn't I lead a lot. I Bush to have Rudy Fugel as his crew chief. Oh, Rudy would quit. Rudy, <laughs> Rudy would quit. William Byron, that's the problem. Let If William Byron gets a little bit more balls, I'll bet on him every week. He needs, he needs a little more balls. Like, 
Because if you could just tell your crew chief to shut up, like, I can't believe I'm going back to talking about William Byron again, <laughs> but like, that's what Willie B needs to do. Like, he needs to get out there and do what the fuck he's doing. And then he needs to, like, if when Rudy comes on, all right, we're going to wait for, you know, another 20 laps and then pit. He's like, no, nah, fuck you. I'm coming in in like four. So get ready because I'm winning this damn well, race. When, whenever he great graduates Liberty U, then maybe like that'll be like his. The diploma comes with like shit talk. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's like, I got a bachelor's, bitch. Like, <laughs> fucking, I'm trained for this. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, dude. Like, I, Kyle Bush, if Kyle Bush had him, like, I don't even know what the relationship between Kyle Bush and his crew chief is right now. Obviously, what's well, a new one? So, yeah. I mean, Kyle Bush is like Kyle Bush doesn't have crew chiefs. He just has dudes that sit by computers. Like he just he calls Kyle is his crew chief. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that'd be it. like yeah, that'd be like one of the most like mentally taxing, but also like easiest jobs in NASCAR. Phil is like Kyle's crew chief. Yeah, that's like running for. That's uh, like like when who was it? Uh, well. Earnhardt had a couple different guys, but I mean, like, you know, uh, Larry Mack was his, was his crew chief for a while. I don't think that worked out because Dale and him, like Larry Mack and him are kind of the same hard-headed guys. And they're just like, you do it this way. And he's like, no, I'm going to do it this way. And then like, you know, like, like somebody like Richard Petty, how do you crew chief Richard Petty? Right. How do you do that? You know? So it's like, I, I definitely see that part of Kyle where he's probably just like, I call the shots here. It's like Tom Brady in football when he like looks at his offensive coordinator and he's just like, no, fuck you. Like, this is the play we're running. And then he like, gets a Peyton touchdown. Manning was the absolute worst for it. Yeah. Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. Omaha. He just called. You know, the offensive coordinator is like, man, it was a good play. <laughs> <laughs> like, I sat in my house for like hours drafting this up and now it's just not even going to get This whole used. playbook. I haven't seen my wife in three weeks. Maybe if they just didn't pay a crew chief for Kyle Bush's team, they could save up enough money to give him the shit he needs to win. So, you know, that would that that would free up that money. And then maybe they wouldn't they wouldn't have so many problems or he wouldn't kill his car every weekend. You know, he they dude, like it's got to be so hard to work for Kyle Bush. That's what I'm saying. Like, it has to be so taxing. <laughs> Like in all aspects of, of his life, like, like not, I'm too soft for that stuff. Like I, if he was like if I was the tire carrier and like I hear him just like yelling about how bad of a job we did, I lost like, this I race actually, because of you. Like yeah, I, like the next race, I'm one million percent dropping a tire, like without a doubt. It, it's like yeah, I guess I don't know. Like I wonder how many people Kyle Busch has had fired from Joe Gibbs Racing. Oh, I bet it's a it, it's a big number. I guarantee you. Where is that information? We need to call Bob and figure that one out. Bob needs get to the tell unemployment us. records of uh, mm-hmm. JGR. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do, I'm gonna start my own site like JSKI, and aside from Garage Guys, where it's just statistics of like things that drivers have done that no one knows about that are pretty like entertaining and juicy, and just, and just like, like way too in depth. Mm-hmm. And I, but like I'm gonna like leave names unlisted and make it like a game where people can like take a multiple choice. But I'm but like you can't answer it on the site. Like I'm gonna mail you a scantron, and like oh, you have to use a number two pencil on it. Yeah, and like make it like completely anonymous, and I'll just send people a grade, be like you passed, but then they won't remember what their selections were because I'll take them all off. And I feel like that'll be legal 
it's kind of like having the men in black memory thing for yeah. NASCAR. So, but I like mean, what do they win life. other than like a passing grade? They is don't win it? anything. It's just like they, they think they're about to like learn if they were correct about who the people and the juicy information is, but then they forget because I scramble it every day and then I don't send them back the question. I just give them a grade. Like, yes, they, no. you would, you would probably get a few tests in before like some people started getting like knowledgeable and they're like, let me write down my answers. Yeah. Too. It would be like the new Steve Lunders fantasy pick that you get after a race that makes absolutely no sense. I don't know what that is at all, but I see it every single week. Yeah. It's like, that's cool. I guess like you get a pick after the race is over. It's like, what, what did we accomplish? Do you pick your pick? Uh, no, you don't. It's just random. So it's like, that'll be, it'll basically be like my version of that. But for okay, like, cause juice, I'm wondering, cause I've seen things. some like questionable cars get like chosen by people and they mm-hmm. like tweet it. And I'm like, I don't know if I'd retweet that that specific driver. But. I feel like I see someone get Quinn Huff every week, and I just put Quinning. I don't care who it is. I just always quote, like, Quinning. Shout out to Quinn. Week. Yeah, shout out to Quinn. That guy. He's probably riding a chopper somewhere in Vegas right now with a fake mustache. No, I, I did see um, there was a conspiracy. That would have been a really good conspiracy, and it was that yeah. uh, Quinn Huff's uh, whole career has just been him trying to destroy Starcom Racing. Yeah, I don't even have enough data on that other than me just shouting Quinning all the time because he just always finds a way to just screw things up. But it could be a really good one, like, because now that Starcom's going away, like, yeah. The prophecy was fulfilled. It was. Like, Quinn Hoff was, like, their final one. Maybe maybe they wanted this all along. Who knows? Quinn did it, though. What is Quinn going to do with his life now? Like, where is Quinn going? Like, that's I feel like he's going to get a ride. Dude, I don't know. I doubt He's a it. marketable guy. Like, everybody knows his name. That's what he, you have to think about. He'll probably go to the Pinty series. That would he's, going be cool. to, he's going to run Pinty's. You know, Rick Ware won their second NASCAR sanctioned race uh, today, the Pinty series. I think. Dude, Rick Ware, I mean, don't listen. People give Rick Ware a lot of hate, and I genuinely refuse to listen to it because yeah. they employ a whole lot of people in that organization and they, they bring do. a lot of sponsorship money to NASCAR. They do. I like, I like Cody and Carson a lot and I've talked to them. We got some cool ideas that might be brewing for next year. We talked to Carson. What, what did you, what would you think about? Like, like, I don't know. I don't want to, I'm not going to say it. It's a conspiracy that we'll get into off the air. I got to save it for the garage fam. Sorry, garage family. I have to hold that, hold you off on that one. But, uh, but yeah, cool for them. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, I guess the whole point of this whole thing was just basically completely got off topic, but like, yeah, that would be like, uh, the whole Scantron thing would be where we figured it out. But yeah, Kyle Bush, uh, he definitely has gotten people fired guaranteed at some point or just, no, he doesn't get them fired. He makes them quit. He's that guy. He makes them quit. Now he did fire, uh, Adam Stevens. Oh, he did? Yeah. Kyle Bush did? Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, – Because Kyle of 2020? About... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle said that they had a meeting. And uh, I guess Kyle has a lot of control over that 18 team, which, fair enough, I feel like he's definitely earned it. He's been there long enough to have say. Damn um, right. But, like, they had – in Kyle's words, I'll paraphrase it a little bit, but they had two different like uh, plans for the team, and 
Satel said, "Okay, bye." And now, I wonder Adams what the plans with, uh, were. Chris Bell. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be... say it was just. I, I would say that was Kyle's nice way of saying that, like he was just not happy with the way the last season panned out. Yeah, I mean that was just. If anybody had that kind of a season, especially for him, I mean, I feel like. I feel like people have – I feel like even great racers have had bad seasons, though. I mean, it just – it happens. Like, you got to stick it out for the long haul with people if you know – if you know that what you have is is right. Yeah, I mean, the, the mid to the late 90s wasn't great for Dale Earnhardt. Mm-mm, like, he all. didn't fire Larry Mack, you know? No, they just – they ended up having disagreements, though. So, it was uh, – it's always interesting. That was a really good Dale Jr. download, by the way. You can go check that one out with Larry Mack. He talks about it a lot. Um, I want to go in from like, uh, I guess like breaking the stages down. Like obviously Kyle Larson started off strong. He fell off hard though. Just like I said, just the story of this race, the, like really the one thing to recap about this race, a lot of playoff drivers just, they screwed up strategy. Strategy was screwed up, uh, for a lot of people, except for Denny and, uh, they played it right. And, uh, and then some of these other guys that were just there at the end, man, like I said, like Ryan Blaney getting that top five, that was awesome. You know, he was definitely a pick to win, but he hung in there. He was literally him and, uh, Brad Kay were the only two Penske guys to make the top 10. And a lot of people thought that Logano was going to be in there, which crazy. Like, he finished 11th, but like he got screwed up pretty bad i don't even know what happened to his car his like it was weird joey's been running like 18th consistently for like the last like three or four weeks especially at these intermediates man like this 550 horsepower is not doing him a lot of good and so people that you know are going to look heavy at stats to make their bets for this stuff if they're not paying attention to what's happening here recently they're just throwing their money down a trash can like yeah I did not see that panning out and playing out. And I don't, I mean, I've, I had a conversation with somebody the other day that I, they were saying they didn't even think that Joey would make it out of this round. It might've been you. Was it you that said that? No, no. I, my, on my personal bracket, I have Joey going all the way to the final four. Okay. So see, like, I don't, I don't think I had Joey in the final four. The only way that I feel like he would be able to make it there is like he's got a he would have to win Dega. And it's like he's wrecked at Dega, what, two years in a row? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he's got to find a way to break through because he was a super speedway guy for a while. Ryan Blaney's kind of taken over that. That's that Todd Gordon effect, man. The TG12 yeah. method. Now, it is important to know, though, Joey is like kind of comfortably in right now. Like yeah. he is, he's seventh in points and he's six points ahead of William Byron, who is ninth. So he's nine points above yeah. the cutoff. So, I mean, if he just runs like decent, he should be able to coast. But if he, he gets can collected scoot. in something next weekend, then yeah, early on, start sounding the alarms. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we got to watch. Not out. the road course guy. Does this is an important question to ask before going into Talladega, too? Does Joey have the fear? Because of his wreck and because there he was, is, I don't know. There's no way because he ran hard at Daytona. Yeah, I feel like there's just some people that are just born without it. Like Joey Logano is definitely one of them. So if everything runs smooth, I don't know. He'll probably be on my card next week. I'll have to think about it a little bit more because I feel like that's his best shot. 
but Blaney's just been such a dog at fucking Talladega. So we'll see. Um, the Benedetto finished this race 12th, started 14th. He didn't really make that many moves. So it's whatever. A really big mover though, was Daniel Suarez and he quietly moved up to P 15. So that's really good for DraftKings purposes. You don't really hear much about old Suarez and track house since the big announcement. I feel like it's been real quiet, but, uh, Good for him. Good to see that. Bubba finished P16, starting 21st. Uh, he was one some one of the guys I wrote up in my premium articles. Uh, he ran Snip- in the top 10 for a little bit, too. Yeah, he was up there. He was in the Dr. Pepper car. Which was a really nice scheme. It is. I like that Dr. Pepper. I wish they had the little, like, they need to do an all-white diet Dr. Pepper one and have the, the little, little sweetness. Like, it's the sweet one. Like that guy. Yeah, that would be cool. They they did do the Dr. Pepper Zero. Yeah, I haven't even tried that yet. I didn't, does Diet Dr. Pepper even exist anymore? It does. And you know what? Out of all diet drinks, that's probably my favorite one. Really? I think it tastes the best. I'm not a big diet soda I need guy. to see more Coke Zero cars out there. Yeah, like wh- whatever happened. Like, dude, you know Coke Energy is like extinct now? Already? It made me sad, dude. Yeah, like nobody carries it anymore like they were just like they switched to that that dumb coffee stuff i've never seen anybody drink as many coke energies as i've seen you consume mm -hmm. they're good they just taste great they taste so good i love them it's probably terrible for my heart great for my taste buds um if pepsi made one it would be game over for me because i'm I'm a real big pepsi over coke guy and if pepsi made it's just a bad fucking take dog i don't care I don't care. Say what you want. For years, the Pepsi 400 was king until Coke took it over, and it made me sad. And I really wish that Pepsi would come back to NASCAR. Pepsi, hear my plea. Uh, I'm not saying Coke's, like, bad for NASCAR. They give a lot of money for NASCAR. That's great. But Pepsi could probably give that kind of money, too. Maybe they should do, like, a swap where, like, half the year Coke is sponsored, half the year Pepsi sponsored. Like divorced parents? Yeah. And NASCAR's like, the, the kid having to go in between? hundred percent. It brings in more sponsor dollars for NASCAR and fans that enjoy a good Pepsi Cola and a Coca-Cola can have the best of both worlds. So which th- network gets which? I think NBC is definitely more of the Pepsi place think and so? Fox is way more of a Coke. See, I would flip the script for one logical reason. Tell me. Junior was always uh, heavily associated with Coke. And mm-hmm. Jeff Gordon was always associated with Pepsi, which Gordon's out of the booth now. Yeah. So I can't really use that. So, so your whole argument doesn't matter. It's over. Damn. <laughs> I just I shut tried. you down. I tried. <laughs> I shut myself down as I was talking. I, Is like, there anybody? realization that I was wrong. <laughs> See, that's okay. how a normal person can, like, admit they're wrong. Is they're talking through it? It's like, damn, this started out sounding smart. I do that I all the time. Dumb. I do that all the time all the time and i catch myself and i have to be like dang and i'll, I'll just stop talking like what were you gonna say i was yeah. like doesn't matter i gotta go over here guys i'll see y'all later like chase shut up yeah like you get to a point in your life i guess where you just don't care if you're wrong sometimes and you're just like well edu- well it's your fault for not educating me <laughs> i told you the lizard people are coming yeah like the like the people in life that have to be right like all the time like i just you get to a point where you're like that old man at the park and you just kind of like snickering you know just like that's great <laughs> like that's good <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you just like let it go 
but yeah, so I guess that's, I don't even know why I would say that, but that's how I feel maybe. Um, and I think another, another L that we, well, you took because you gave him as a bonus pick, uh, <laughs> Ross Chastain finished 23rd. I'm not going to lie. I played him in a couple lineups just cause Did I was you? like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to roll with some of the Cody. Dude, I would have looked really cool. Had he just went out there and like won the race. Yeah. Where me, dude, we've like, I, I personally fucked up bad. Cause like with Chris Bell, dude, like, man, I just, I, we've, I've already covered that one. Yeah. I do want to note that Ross did finish ahead of Chris Bell. Yeah, there is that. So yeah. Congrats. Another big disappointment. I didn't write about this guy, but like Brad Dordery was just like, so hype about Eric Jones. He was like, Oh man, he does <laughs> yeah. so great. Is it P 26 started. Now, do you want to know why? Like it was kind of fair for, for Brad to be the way he was. Well, yeah, he's going to a, like, my logic is he's going to a one car team. He wants to show support for one car operations. No, Eric Jones in his last two visits to Las Vegas has netted top tens. He has, yeah. He was just checking the stats. He was doing his job. But I like your reasoning, too. Yeah, there is that. Priest was terrible. I really thought that he was going to be able to get a better run. He finished 28th. Like, it was just a bad DFS day, man. It was just a bad one. Like, DFS lately has been has been tough, dude. Like, I've been doing well with bets. DFS has just been – it's just that – the consistency has just not been there. That's why I'm like, you know what, Drew? The good thing Drew's got rankings that are coming out on the site. And we, you know, we're checking those because it's like, I need to, I mean, I got to take a little bit more of a deep breath. And like, I feel like it'll be a little bit better. Like, obviously, Talladega, you play the strategy. So we have strategy to look forward to this week coming up. It's all about the amount of lineups you're playing and all about how you allocate, you know, just the different amounts. This is why Drew is like the best at – he is the greatest in the world when it comes to DFS uh, on Daytona or at Talladega. So all analysis will be running through Drew for DFS next week. He is the strategy king. Uh, so that that's that for sure. So we have that to look forward to next week. And then the Roval, um, I feel like it's a little bit easier. I've done decent at the Roval with DFS, but – yeah, these uh, it just seems like every year in the playoffs, there's a little small stretch, like right there in the beginning, where it just I get my lunch eaten on uh, on DraftKings, and I, I think feel that's like what... that's you have some of the underdog guys who you don't really expect much to come from, where their teams just dump so much more money into the cars during the playoffs. Yep, and you expect it, but then it's but the hardest part is like finding the guys that aren't in the playoffs that are going to be able to perform. And it's like, it's so tough, dude, because it's like you have, you can look at starting position all you want, place differential movement. If some dude's just not feeling it and there's really nothing to compete for anymore. Like Ryan Priest has just given up. Our whole logic that me and you discussed on the show was because he doesn't have a ride. And like this makes me feel like he's going somewhere because for him, to be able to run well and see what he had, like either his car just didn't have it, they fucked up somewhere and we didn't hear anything about it or like he's going somewhere and he doesn't care. I think he's probably headed to the trucks. I'd say he probably has a, an offer down there. Yeah. Who did he run for and try? He had the Hunts brothers and yeah, I think it was, what, he was 17, the 17 truck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think shoot. Who was that? Because I, it was, a. Uh, it was a Stuart Haas truck is what it was. Yeah. But 
I want to say it was GMS almost, but I know that's not true. I don't know, man. Like that's uh, I remember he ran it in Nashville. And he won in Nashville. He did. He did win. That was a huge win for him, too. Right. He um, absolutely needed that. Yeah, that was a great weekend, man. I loved every moment of that weekend. Um, I, it's going to drive me nuts if I don't figure this out. So oh, uh, I just went to it and click, and it brings up JTG. It was a Ford. It might have been DGR. I think it was DGR. Yeah, DGR. That's it. Yep. DGR, they got a good little program. That's Haley Deegan. I don't know why I said uh-huh. GMS. Yeah, yeah. Who else runs for DGR? I don't even know. Oh well, is what it is. But yeah, maybe Ryan goes there. Who knows? Maybe he's cool with it. Um, uh, the uh, the truck series has grown on me so much too. I love watching a good truck race. The new Tundras look sick, by the way. You saw the commercial that was uh, that was on there for it with Kyle Busch and everything, and all the truck guys are yeah. wanting to get dude, in that, the truck. Yeah, that Tundra looks bad, dude. It does. That's, that's I love a it. Good looking truck. I love it how they even have like the uh, the LED light bar sticker. Mm-hmm. They integrated all of it, so it's gonna be dope to see that, but. Yeah, overall, this uh, I, I'm gonna we'll we'll close up. I'm just gonna say this much about the race was it definitely had its moments. It was I was like on the edge of my seat right there at the end, thinking that Chase could make the push. Would have been great. Didn't happen. We bounced back at Tona. Um, the betting side of things is definitely a little bit uh, more of riskier than the DFS side of things. I feel like so. Um, Keep that in mind for next week. We're obviously going to have the preview show for Dega. We're going to be in Dega with Tail Greeter. Come party at the Dega Tailgate. Uh, Big Baby Scumbag is going to be uh, there chilling with us, having a good time. First time at Talladega for him. I met him at Daytona, so it's going to be fun. I hope a lot of his fans come out and chill with us. And uh, still got three ticket packages to give away as well. So I'll be giving one out uh, on Monday, which is – today september 28th and uh and then a couple more i think dale should be giving out some as well Dale will have some to give away and uh and we're gonna get ready for this week it's gonna be hype i wish you were gonna be coming cody f and powers me me too maybe the universe will conspire everyone listening to this make the universe let's all manifest cody to be able to show up at talladega what if i just like ascend and just travel there like through the air myself what if I wanted to enter in and win one of those tickets? How would I do it, though? So all you have to do is you go to Twitter or Instagram, and you will go find the post. And I, I even broke it down for the people terrible at instructions because there's but always you have those... it like charted and you pointed at each individual step. Oh, or something. yeah. Yeah. Like literally like got a bought an easel, went to Walmart, asked them where the easels were. No one knew what the hell easel meant. I found it myself without the help of any Walmart employee. Uh, so big moves on my part. Found an easel, and I point at it because anytime I've ever done a contest in my life and I put instructions, someone doesn't do like one or two of the things that are instructed. And like, if you don't follow those rules, you're not in. And people will get mad. Oh, I did this and this. Like, I'm sorry. 
you didn't do the exact steps. Like the people that do the exact steps, they, they get the business. And so, yeah, make sure that you like our, um, you know, retweet, make sure you're following tail greeter, following me and the garage guys, and then make sure you tag three friends, three for Dale. That's why I put it on there. So make sure you do that. And, uh, other than that, that's all you got to do. And you can find that on all of our socials, but you definitely need to be following, uh, garage guys and tail greeter and me and Dale and chef boy and you need to follow Cody F and powers when are you going to just change your Twitter handle to Cody F and powers no I'm so invested on uh being like the college dropout yeah it's like you got an album that's coming out but like you <laughs> yeah. never know when it's like Kanye back in the day but it's it's great because it's like future college dropout and then it's just natter day delight and so every time I see your handle, I always think of just like that song, like Afternoon Delight. That's where it came. Like that was like the, the premise of it. And I didn't think ahead because like that Twitter was initially just supposed to be like a private like burner Twitter. And like that's became my primary Twitter account. And like there's no like I can't brand that because that's an immediate cease and desist. Yeah, it's time. It's time to get the Cody F and powers going or whatever you want to call it. It's time. I think it's got to happen. It's got to. It'll be good anyway. But, yeah, that's where you follow Cody right now at Natterday Delight. Tell him, tell him to change it. Go tweet at him. Go follow him right now. Tweet at him and be like, you should change your handle. Cody F. If I get bullied enough, I'll do it. We've already – like I've said this six times now. I'm soft. So all you got to do is just get in my <laughs> head. <laughs> oh, my God. It'll be great. So that's that's how you do it. Like he just gave you – he gave you the formula right there. So go do it, Garage fam. Bully but, uh, me. Yep, that's it. That's the show. That's Las Vegas. The house won. It defeated us. The house always wins in Las Vegas. Don't forget it. Um, we'll be back uh, this week with the, uh, the preview show for Dega, Yellowwood 500. And, uh, yeah, we'll be partying it up. It's going to be fun. But uh, other than that, that's all I got. You got any final, final words, Cody? Um, we're going, going to Talladega. Uh, roll Todd. <laughs> Oh, you got to like pull two of your teeth out first. Yeah. Make sure you go, you, you go get the pliers. <laughs> Sports profit repeat. It's the garage, guys. 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 It's the garage, guys.